If you like speedrunning the newest release or binging every episode the second it drops, then why are you waiting for all your news? Check out IGN's updated Games and Entertainment News Podcast. We're dropping new episodes in your feed all day to keep you up to date the minute there's a new announcement. Find IGN Games and Entertainment News wherever you listen. Today we're talking about how NYC's de facto ban on Airbnb is already removing listings and attorneys general from all 50 states are urging Congress to help fight AI-generated CSAM. Let's start with the homes away from home. If you're thinking about getting an Airbnb in New York City, you may find the pickings a bit slim. Why? Officials in the city have started enforcing new regulations that mandate hosts to file a registration application and meet a set of requirements to be able to rent homes to guests for less than 30 days, and they can only rent out homes for short-term stays if they're also staying there and with a limit of two guests allowed at a time. These requirements are part of old and existing rules on rentals, and only the short-term rental registration law itself is new. On September 5th, NYC's Office of Special Enforcement announced that it started collaborating with booking platforms like Airbnb and Verbo to ensure that they are honoring the city's verification system. These companies will now have to check whether hosts listing their homes for stays less than 30 days have been approved by authorities. According to the New York Times, only 257 application registrations have been approved so far out of the 3,250 that were lodged as of August 28th. That would mean thousands of listings could be removed from Airbnb, seeing as the company estimates that almost 15,000 hosts had short-term rental listings across NYC as recent as last month. Airbnb called the law a de facto ban on short-term rentals and filed a lawsuit which was dismissed last month to try and block its enforcement. Theo Yadinsky, the company's global policy director, said the rules are a blow to NYC's tourism economy and that the city is sending a clear message to millions of potential visitors who will now have fewer accommodation options when they visit New York City. You are not welcome. The city's authorities argued that enforcing the new law would help prevent housing being lost to the practice of illegal short-term rentals. Hosts renting out homes for short periods contributes to the housing shortage, they said, and makes it more expensive to live in the city as a result. Airbnb told The Times and CNN that reservations with a check-in on or before December 1st will not be canceled, but the company will refund the fees it received related to those stays to comply with the new rules. Meanwhile, all bookings starting on December 2nd will be canceled and guests will be refunded. In addition, hosts will find their listings converted to long-term rentals only if they allow bookings of 30 days or more on the platform. All listings that only allow short-term bookings will be deactivated. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of deactivation, an open letter states we are in a race against time to protect the children of our country from AI. 
The attorneys general from all 50 states have banned together and sent an open letter to Congress asking for increased protective measures against AI-enhanced child sexual abuse images, as originally reported by AP. The letter calls on lawmakers to establish an expert commission to study the means and methods of AI that can be used to exploit children specifically. The letter, sent to Republican and Democratic leaders of the House and Senate, also urges politicians to expand existing restrictions on child sexual abuse materials to specifically cover AI-generated images and videos. This technology is extremely new, and as such, there's nothing on the books yet that explicitly places AI-generated images in the same category as other types of child sexual abuse materials. Using image generators like Dolly and Midjourney to create child sexual abuse materials isn't a problem yet, as the software has guardrails in place that disallows that kind of thing. However, these prosecutors are looking to the future, when open-source versions of the software begin popping up everywhere, each with its own guardrails or lack thereof. Even OpenAI CEO Sam Altman has stated that AI tools would benefit from government intervention to mitigate risk, though he didn't mention child abuse as a potential downside to the technology. The government tends to move slowly when it comes to technology for a number of reasons, as it took Congress several years before taking the threat of online child abusers seriously back in the days of AOL chat rooms and the like. To that end, there's no immediate sign that Congress is looking to craft AI legislation that absolutely prohibits generators from creating this kind of foul imagery. Even the European Union's sweeping Artificial Intelligence Act doesn't specifically mention any risk to children. South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson organized the letter-writing campaign and has encouraged colleagues to scour state statutes to find out if the laws kept up with the novelty of this new technology. Wilson warns of deepfake content that features an actual child sourced from a photograph or video. Wilson says this wouldn't be child abuse in the conventional sense, but would depict abuse and would defame and exploit the child from the original image. He goes on to say that our laws may not address the virtual nature of this kind of situation. The technology could also be used to make up fictitious children culling from a library of data to produce sexual abuse materials. Wilson says this would create a demand for the industry that exploits children as an argument against the idea that it wouldn't actually be hurting anyone. Though the idea of deepfake child sexual abuse is a rather new one, the tech industry has been keenly aware of deepfake pornographic content, taking steps to prevent it. Back in February, Meta, OnlyFans, and Pornhub began using an online tool called Take It Down that allows teens to report explicit images and videos of themselves from the internet. This tool is used for regular images and AI-generated content. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors Mariella Moon and Lawrence Bonk and was produced by Spoken Layer. I'm Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Layer. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. 
the big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science. And as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.